Welcome to the Early Night Show with Anwar Pramanik. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've tucked yourself in. I hope you're relaxing right now. I hope you are spending this moment with yourself and with those who you find the most intimate in your life. I hope you're using this moment to be yourself, not have to put on that mask anymore, which we all have to usually put on when we go out and face the world. At least I know I have to. So here's hoping that you have a full belly. You're warm. It's not too cold. It's just the right thing, right temperature. You're in the company of yourself or the people who you find the most intimate in your life. And you are mask off, bare, just yourself. It's good to be back. Um, one of those things that I tend to face with a lot is a lack of momentum in the things that I need to do in my day to day. Apart from my, my, rather, let me rephrase that again. I find it very hard to keep a consistent momentum on things where I'm answerable and deliver only to myself as opposed to an organization or a company or a boss or something like that. So whenever it comes to my own projects where I have my own deadlines, my own timelines for myself, I usually let go of that momentum. And that's something as simple as a routine to stay fit, a routine to uh, learn new things, maybe read a book, at least 20 pages of a book a day. Maybe like build a cold shower routine, um, cook food routine, eat a breakfast routine. Small, small things, tasks that I need to hold myself accountable to, I often fall short and fail in, at least in the momentum of. So usually what would always happen to me is I'd get very demotivated and disappointed by it, very self-critical. And maybe reached this conclusion. You saw how <laughs> my energy was so pumped up. That's the anxiousness of being away from the mic, the podcast. And if you remember the previous podcast, I spoke about how you have to jump between the roles, know how to switch on and off the masks. I need to be able to switch on this early night podcast mode of myself anytime. Just like that. So getting back, it's this and tendency of not being able to maintain the consistency in these tasks where I hold myself accountable, something I've struggled with. 
and the moment i fall short and fail the next thing that happens is i get demotivated very upset self critical immediately f- start self victimizing myself and the next step is to try and run away escape or detach myself from this world whether through some video games drugs not that i'm against any of these things i love all of these things but it's just that it becomes very easy to use it as an escape mechanism that's when i think i start mindlessly doing these things you know like mindlessly gaming without even enjoying the game just because i'm probably escaping from some bullshit argument or something that i failed at or some task which i couldn't hold myself accountable to so you know these things can demotivate you and that demotivation then leads to anxiety build up at least that's what i feel and then that leads to you doing things which you otherwise wouldn't do so i i quite strongly believe that or rather i've always had this philosophy in my life that when you are down you take the time out stay down stay in the mud enjoy the mud learn to become a master of the mud so difficult for me to <laughs> keep my energy on this podcast level but i will try my best so yeah as i was saying escape mechanisms which then lead you to not pick up these new things which then demotivates you and leads you to do certain things or at least for me that's always been the case and i've always believed it is right for me to take a moment back like take a step back revel in the dirt revel in the mud be one with the darkness and then emerge from it be one with those negative thoughts because that's part of me be one with those evil sad depressive feelings because that's part of me fully acknowledge it accept it and i think that's when you'll or at least i truly emerge from the darkness and this is something that i kind of experienced during an acid trip once i used to be very scared of the darkness as a young adult i was um super into these anti-christian stories demons pagans supernatural stuff and i used to watch a lot of these horror films and because i i get carried away very easily i start visualizing and imagining very easily as well so you can imagine how terrifying the darkness must have been for me after watching a horror movie and most of the time i used to be 
quite alone so if you are someone who's loves watching horror movies but after watching horror movies it's not a night you can sleep for like the next week but you still love that i'm just the same as you <laughs> it's amazing how we work right so anyways i was always very scared of the darkness and this one time i was in kodaikanal with a bunch of friends i think like eight nine of us and i remember that uh, that evening i was under the influence of i think six or seven different psychotropic and hallucinate hallucinogenic items like like lsd um i was on datura that's the local wildflower that psychotropic wildflower that grows i was high on this local tobacco marijuana of course we'd done some basic shroom tea in the morning a friend of mine had bought some mdma as well this is like a good 5 years ago anyways bringing the energy back down again So I remember that evening. It's an amazing, fantastic, one of the best evenings of my life. Uh, six of us at between eleven p.m. and one a.m. or maybe a little bit more than that. Like I think ten a.m. to one one a.m. ten p.m. to one a.m. at night. We were taking a stroll around that main lake in Kodaikanal. We thought it would be like over half an hour walk, but that lake was massive. It took us a good three, four hours to do that. Everything had shut down. We were like, "How do we get back to Watta, to where we lived?" We had some of our main goods in Watta Canal, but you know, like all our uh, essentials and stuff, we were carrying in backpacks. So we said, "Okay, we'll figure something out." and while we were circling around this lake we noticed the tura flowers and i hand picked like 20 30 of them so this is when me and my brother we popped half and half of a blot quite a, quite strong so i'm visualizing and stuff like that so in the middle of the experience i remember one of our pack leaders who had a home in kodaikanal he's like a Bangalorean, but a localite. You could say like a spiritual localite of Kodai. He's like, "Come, let's go." And as we are walking up, walking up, I remember that we just go into like these. I wouldn't say woods, but slightly hilly area, very mild forest. Ah, uh, like the trees are like three, four meters away from each other, type of a thing. suddenly we see like this big big mansion and it was the same mansion that we had gone the previous afternoon to pick up mushrooms but we had taken the back road or the other side of the mansion which had a main roadway that opened up to the other side of the hill where the main road continued so we we basically crossed the lake went to the other side and climbed up from there so it was very weird Now it was pitch dark, and I remember that we enter this mansion-like thing, and you've seen how those scary mansions are in those scary movies. It's just the same, 
just the same there's only one light on in the hallway and as we enter this we see there's two chaukidars sleeping somewhere inside like on their chairs and we're like cool perfect there's human beings here at least it's not possessed but the rest of it was just dark just pitch black like if you turn off all the lights in your room look and close your eyes and then try to visualize your room that's the kind of dark it is but then as we were walking uh there were a bunch of uh, so it was like an like a hall the house was on the right the left was the veranda as you're walking through the hall there are these windows to our right which have all been covered with newspapers proper like a horror exorcist movie kind of thing like as if something has been sealed inside and so you see how my mind works right my mind used to work even more intensely back then so not not all the time it's not like i saw spirits and dead bodies everywhere but at night and in the darkness and i still remember that um suddenly we all stopped walking and i looked back and the pack leader he's peering in through a window and there's a little light coming from there and he's smiling <laughs> so one of the best moments of my life we open the door go inside and four or five days back we had met a pack of people there they're sleeping inside on mattresses on the floor they've got like uh blanket not blankets really duvets you know like without any cover so it's like as if it's been there for a while kind of a thing that's the only room with some light on and in the corner there's a big kadai wok a big massive wok kadai full of chicken gravy i mean not full enough to feed 7 8 people next to that there is another clay pot kind of thing full of rice and we were famished right we last probably ate at 6 7 in the morning just before we set out and this is another story of kodai canal and that waterfall oh my god amaze oh anyway, anyways so now we start i still remember like um, pen and i started eating the chicken curry and it's probably one of the most delicious it had like that sweet jeera bengali bihari jharkhandi kind of a flavor in it because uh, one of the people who was in that group zico zico da if you're listening congratulations on your wedding it's been a while i know <laughs> so zico da is someone i traveled to nepal with during my two months it's another story again anyways so we are all in this room now and one of the boys who was sleeping in that room already he pulls out a baggie pulls out a notebook pulls out like some a uh, small lump of white powder starts cutting it up <laughs> it's like welcome home boys kind of a thing so that evening i remember everyone's up it's around 3 2:33 in the night i step out of the room 
I just want to be my myself. If you're someone who's ever done lysergic LSD during your peak, when you're in a room with a lot of people, you know the energies how it intensifies because you become like a like a telecom cable or a telecom tower, mobile tower, which everyone start around you starts connecting to. So it's very taxing. So yeah, I stepped out. It's pitch black. I walked down the hallway. And I reached this one section where there's a right turn into the dining room, like abandoned dining room with one of those long tables, you know, from those old uh, movies and chairs on either side. And I sh- I don't remember if there was a chandelier, but that's the kind of a setup it was, you know, the Rome Shanti Om kind of a thing. And just ahead, there was this another small hallway but I couldn't see what was on the other side it's pitch black but it almost looked as if darkness was pouring out of that hallway you know like the entire house or the entire universe was dark that night because of the darkness that came from that room it was absolutely terrifying that hallway rather so immediately I started getting these goosebumps. My my gut instinct is like, take a step back. Let's go into the dining room instead. So I go to the dining room. Just slightly more relaxed atmosphere. I think that there was a moonlight inside. Because I could see the shapes and outlines of the table and stuff like that. And that's usually possible only when there's a little moonlight reflecting. So I remember that this is when I was really scared like you know like if you watched uh, the Blair Witch Project towards the second half how delusional and paranoid those two people get it's exactly how I was but what I did in that moment is in that fear I'm like I can't pretend to be brave right now because I'm not I'm an absolute terrified piece of flesh and bones so I just lay down on the ground. I still very clearly remember. I just lay down. I sleep, lay flat. My eyes open, arms stretched like I'm literally exposing myself to the darkness. And I mentally say five, six things. I'm like, if you have to come, come now and prove to me that you exist. Darkness, demons, ghosts. Whatever it is, the dark energies, bad energies, harmful energies, supernatural energies. This is the only time I'm giving to you to validate your existence to me. If you cannot harm me after this, you don't exist. This sounds like a big boast. I mean, you don't have to believe. You can take this whole thing as a fictitious experience. You can say, yeah, I'm making all of this up. I'm lying. As long as you're entertaining, you're entertained by my story. That's all that matters. But yeah, this was then I. The next step I remember is that is was the moment of the birth of I would say my modern a lot of my modern philosophy of all human beings are possessed by the dark and 
our existence, the self-discipline rules, societal rules, cultural rules, all of these things exist so that we can limit this darkness or limit, shackle this darkness. And I'm also reading this berserk manga right now. And the whole uh, concept of this berserk manga is this character Gats or Guts, his exploration of his dark side, how he tames it himself. That's another story. I will get to Berserk maybe in another podcast, maybe tomorrow. I've been wanting to do a podcast about content and content consumption. Anyways, coming back to our story. Gonna take a deep breath. Relax, because this is beautiful what happened next. You could say at that point of time, it felt like I was... I was the prince of darkness or the evil one, the vampire, the Dracula. I felt possessed, not in an evil way, but in the sense that it felt like the energy was just in my, it's it's actually my negativity, which I was afraid of. It sounds very philosophical when I say it like that, but you could say it was, it wasn't actually the darkness that I was scared of. It was the thoughts that the darkness created in my mind that I was scared of. So the moment I realized the darkness is just darkness, I started feeling like the prince of darkness. So that's when in my life I figured out that if you are someone who really really has a lot of these moments of ups and downs good and bad happy sad if angry non-angry angry calm afraid unafraid then i would definitely recommend that You spend some time, just like you don't have to get so intense and lie down and under the influence of seven, eight other psychotropics in an abandoned mansion in Kodai Kanal and the darkness and challenge the darkness. You don't have to do that. All I'm saying is accept it that at that point of time, you are that, you are a coward. You are depressed. You are upset. Now, when I say depressed, I don't use it in the clinical depression term, but you know that you're upset. Your mood's off. You're angry. You're upset at someone. Accept it. Be in that moment. Feel that emotion. Embody it. Become the prince of that emotion. So that when it comes time to adapt the other side of it, or when it comes time for you to know that now I can take off my mask or when you know that I have embodied that one-sided negativity of myself
that I truly feel is when you be able to take the steps to make your way out of it. You can't make your way out of it by running away from it, escaping from it. You can't make your way out of it by telling yourself that I have to distance myself from this. I have to isolate myself from this. I have to run away from this, keep this away from myself. I would say that become one with that thing. Become the best at it. And then tell yourself, I've conquered it, but I don't need it anymore. Tell yourself that I have taken the moment to delve in my deepest darkness. I have accepted that I am someone, I'm a human being who's capable of having all kinds of emotions, not just the good ones, not just the happy ones, but even the ones that make me uncomfortable. Even the ones like right now, I'm feeling some discomfort because there's so much noise outside my room, which might be interfering with this podcast. But then at this point of time, now I have, that's why you, you might have realized that I took a 5-10 second break because I was in the middle of the podcast to get to the point because I got distracted. I got angry. I could have told myself, no, I'm not angry. It's just a reaction. But I was like, no, I was angry. I was annoyed. When you are shooting a podcast and telling others, I'm shooting a podcast, you expect them to respect that. But at the same time, they're also enjoying a football game. They're also made plans to be and watching that. So I will definitely not want to be a bummer. So I felt angry. I've delved into my anger. I jumped into it. Like right now you can see there's noise, but I'm not distracted by it because I've come to terms that I'm getting angry because I'm so passionate about my podcasts. That's why I'm getting angry because I'm so passionate about my podcast. But at the same time, do I have to be just angry? Or can I just tell myself, hey, this passion for my podcast can continue even if there's noise behind me. The passion for the podcast doesn't mean that it has to be perfect. It just means to be that I need to bounce back and do this podcast even after a long break. Get into the flow. When I don't want to do the podcast for six days or five days or whatever, I tell myself, no, fuck that. I don't want to do the podcast. Tell in that negativity. Become a master of I don't want to do that podcast. And then tell myself, despite me being so comfortable having more, one hour, 20 minutes more every day, which I'm not using to build the podcast, I can sleep earlier, smoke a joint earlier, not having to upload, record, change things, upload, see how it's on Spotify, share it, check the data. Instead of me having to do all of that, I can just chill for 30, 40 minutes a day. But then, even in that lazy I accept myself that I don't want to build these podcasts my passion for building these podcasts is what drove me to this to record again to tell myself yeah it's very easy to be that someone who gets 45 minutes extra to do whatever they want 
but my passion for podcast is what drives me to come back here so this was actually a multifold story um i'm pretty sure you must be at certain stages in your life where certain things that i've said right now might be connecting with you not all of it and that's absolutely okay and that's absolutely how it should be the only thing that i wanted to say is when it comes to the darkness and the negativity embrace it become one with it when it comes to the bad things the things you'd rather avoid become one with it become the best at it and then tell yourself i don't need it that is if even after you become the best at it your body tells you na nah, you don't need this this is not your thing that's when you'll truly know where your soul and your purpose aligns and not just you i wouldn't like want to say that it's something you will discover but the moment i started delving with my darkness is the moment i realized that the entire purpose of life's journey is to try and create moments where the brightness of my soul my existence my purpose my goodness will overcome the darkness that i was born with anyways so the only thing that i would like to say is if listening to this some emotions or some thoughts or some memories of things you've been trying to keep inside have been coming out i would say spend the next 10 15 minutes thinking about it feel the hate feel the feel the sadness feel that emotion very strongly focus just on that focus on why you're feeling that who's causing you that what's causing you that what's not causing you that and i think doing this really helped me find a little bit better way to manage myself in the day to day that i call life i really hope this podcast was fun for you as it was for me this entire podcast was an experience for me to experiment with the experiment <laughs> that i told you about in my previous podcast about role playing and at the same time talking about how as human beings we shouldn't escape from our darkness and our negativity and our sad thoughts but rather delve in it just like how the gautama buddha did ran away when he couldn't face his emotions and thoughts when he saw the reality of the world but after he was f- fed by that old lady or that lady on the street who found him starving and after he discovered that i can't escape i have to deal with it i have to learn to embrace it become the master of my negativity i honestly feel that's when he truly started becoming himself 
Thank you for joining me tonight. I hope that you too realize that your dark emotions are you and you embrace it. Work towards building a relationship with it. Thank you for joining in. I wish you a fantastic night ahead. Good night.